All right, Eddie Gross is the new co-host of BetQL Daily, and he's making his debut on our show. Ed, we've been trying to figure this out. First off, should it be Ed squared or double? Or no, would you double say e. double E or E squared? What would you prefer? That's going to be the nickname on the show or for you. Or neither. You could be like, no, he has to choose one. Ryan, he has to pick uh, one of those names. Oh, oh no, I have an answer. I, I'm okay. ready for this. The correct answer is E squared because you Boom. take the E, and if you just put them together, then you're multiplying them. You're not adding them, and so E times E is E squared. So that's the way to go. Look at this. He's prepared. He's got ma- you. You obviously were good at math growing up because that was a very mathy response from you. So very, yes. very <laughs> impressive. Uh, so obviously the Masters is upon us. It's Masters Eve. Where? Just leave this big picture for you. Favorite bets you have for the Masters? Who do you like winning? A lot of people are on Finau now. I like John Rahm. We're not going to get to all of our bets just yet. But what are some of the bets that you like for this? I thought I heard Colin, as in Colin Morikawa, a little bit Mm -hmm. earlier. And he's probably my favorite play of of pretty much everybody in the field. You know, it's one of those things where I think logically a lot of us are going more toward bombers because we're going to have softer conditions. We're going to have some rain. They've lengthened, uh, I believe, hole number 13 by about 35 yards. And so I think the inclination is to say, all right, let's find the bombers. Let's find the guys who can hit it as far as possible off the tee. And those are going to be the ones that we're going to be eyeing here. I think to an extent that's decent uh, decent logic and a decent process. But if you look at course fit and you look at the golfers who perform the best, it's usually the ones with great irons. The approach game matters a great deal. So even if you aren't driving it really far off the tee, if you're able to get it on the green and say your second shot or say, you know, one of the tougher par threes on your third shot, then you're still going to be in great position to get those birdies. And Colin Morikawa is not just the best on tour with his approach game. He may be the best iron player that we've seen in golf in quite a long time. He has finished fifth in the Masters. That matters a great deal because course history is a really important variable for determining who's going to win this thing. I think everything shapes up, especially with the value for Colin Morikawa. He's my guy here. Love it. Any matchups, top tens, or anything else that you've played? So one thing I love to do every single year, it is a tradition unlike any other, is to blindly bet Jordan Spieth top 10 finish. And again, course history matters a great deal. And it's almost something where I don't even want to look at Jordan Spieth's recent form because I feel like that might cloud my judgment one way or the other. Either, well, his putter was hot before, so it's going to get cold. Or, you know, he played poorly the last couple of tournaments, and so he might need some time to kind of put things together. I really don't want to look at any of that. Instead, it's just he knows the Masters. He plays it a lot. He's done very, very well there. And that is a really important variable. You know, there's a reason why with this major being at the same course every single year, it's the same guys we always see at the top of the leaderboard. And Spieth is going to be one of those guys. And especially with a top 10 finish at plus money, I'm definitely hopping on that one. Baseball season also underway. Uh, I make the mistake every single season, four straight years now. You'll probably figure this out with Joe. Uh, Angels, win totals, Angels to win the division. This year, (laughs) only the win total for me. I love Shohei Otani. Angels actually cashed, but that was a sweat. The bullpen, I'm not feeling great about again this season. Any win totals or futures that are maybe still available? Anything that you bet this year in baseball? If I look at the AL Central, I think the Minnesota Twins are a really intriguing bet because they're they're a team that we haven't talked about very much in large part because, you know, the Indian, or rather the Guardians, excuse me, uh, the Guardians uh, sort of get a lot of our attention and, you know, they kind of came out of nowhere and they were impressive in terms of, you know, speed and youth and all of those things. But the Twins do have some, you know, have a veteran presence there. You know, finally getting, you know, Carlos Correa back and, you know, Byron Buxton, if he's healthy, he can be super impressive. You know, I think the pitching you know can be there in spots 
but overall, you know, yeah, the Twins lost to the Marlins today, but I feel like that division is such to where just about anybody is in contention. And I want to find, you know, some of those veteran players who are able to kind of make, make it through. And look, you know, we love the Twins last year. They kind of fell apart a little bit in large part because of injuries. But if those injuries didn't, ha- didn't happen, then they probably would have won that division. And so I think those priors that we had from the last offseason, I think they're going to matter a great deal in terms of evaluating what Minnesota is like. And so I think they're a great bet here. Talking ahead, Egros, new co-host, BetQL Daily. Uh, speaking of baseball, a lot of hype. A lot of hype around the Padres coming into this season. But you still got the Dodgers in that division. I actually really do like that Padres lineup. I don't think there's anybody that looks at it. Ed and is like, nah, it's not that talented. Like, they're a really, really good team. But I'm always worried. I'm always worried fading teams that are just stacked and consistent every year, at least in the regular season, like the Dodgers. Are you on the train of the Padres can overtake the Dodgers in the division this year? Or are you the... Now, this is still the Dodgers division to win. This is almost a stay away from me as far as mm-hmm. a bet is concerned. But if I had to pick anybody in this division, I'd probably still stick with the Dodgers. I probably have a little bit more value as far as they're concerned. I mean, keep in mind with the Padres. Yeah, they've got some impressive players. And, you know, we can go down the list with the Juan Sotos of the world yeah. and the U Darvishes of the world, et cetera. But the question is, what do they have on the back end? As far as like hitters seven through nine or your fourth and your fifth starter in that rotation. That's a bigger question for me. I mean, you look at the history of the Dodgers and why they've won all of these division crowns. It's in large part because they've been incredibly deep and the pitching has been unbelievable. And I mean, someone like a Tony Gonsolin for the Dodgers can kind of come out of nowhere and, you know, and flirt with a 20-win season. That's what the Dodgers are like. The pitching has always been elite and it's been elite at pretty much every single level. I mean, the fact that, you know, they had a closer issue with the Dodgers last season, and they still came close to 120 wins. I mean, that just goes to show the pitching depth that they have. And I don't think you just lose that overnight. Yeah, the Padres will make this an intriguing division, no doubt about it. But until I'm more comfortable with the back end in terms of hitting and pitching, I'm sticking with the Dodgers. Might as well hit a little bit of everything. NBA playoffs coming up. Thank God I'm so sick of the regular season. (laughs) Uh, The Bucs, the favorites right now, plus 300 to win the finals. Boston, plus 350. Pretty much all season long, or at least the first half of the season, Boston looked like the team to beat in the East. But, man, Giannis is the best player on the planet, and all of a sudden the Bucks are the best team. And then out West, you have the Suns plus 500, the Nuggets plus 750. They're going to be the one seed nobody's talking about. Who do you like if you had to place a future? Who do you actually trust? Uh, maybe there's multiple teams when we do get into the playoffs here next week or in two weeks. You know, I think we are sort of falling, we're we're running away from the Denver Nuggets a little bit prematurely. And I get, you know, Nikola Jokic's health matters a great deal. I mean, they really do need their star players to be effective. I mean, they can't really lose anyone. I mean, we saw this from Denver last season. Like, they, they deal with any significant injuries and they are toast. But when they are healthy, then I feel like they're about as good as anybody. The Suns, you know, I would be very careful with them because on the one hand, I don't think we're talking about Kevin Durant's defense enough in terms of the impact that he's making to the Suns. I mean, defensively, they're a much better basketball team with him on the floor. And he's someone who can create a lot of his own shots offensively and, and, you know, scoring mid-range, you know, three ball, whatever it is. You know, he's great at manufacturing his own offense. Yet at the same time, I still feel like that Nikola Jokic is doing things that we haven't really seen in basketball before. And there's nothing wrong with sort of resting up a little bit and making sure that he is 100% to go come playoff time in large part because you see a big guy who's able to assist as well as he has, uh, distribute the basketball as well as he can. He's got incredible post-up numbers, some of the best in the NBA this season. 
He is about as complete a big man as we've seen. And I don't want to discount that because we are so enamored with Kevin Durant. So I think the Nuggets still present some great value. And then as far as the East is concerned, I, I still feel like this is Milwaukee's season. Uh, I'm very much comfortable with them, uh, you know, taking them out of the East because I think when you look at Boston, yeah, that offense is a little bit better, but I wonder if the creativity is going to be there when they get into a playoff series to be able to handle a lot of different adjustments. They were able to do that with a full off season with that coaching staff. Now they had, you know, they got off to a sort of tricky beginning, so to speak. I think Milwaukee's the way to go there. You know, Ed, there's there's value in bets, and then there's just confidence level with teams. In the East, mm-hmm. I think most people are pretty comfortable with the Bucs. We've seen it. They look like a title-contending team. They look like a team that you should be comfortable in, at least to get through the Eastern Conference. Then there's the West, and I know you talk about the Denver Nuggets, and you're in on them, I hear, a lot more than a lot of other people, and I get that. They're the number one seed in the West. They probably deserve a little more credit and a little more respect than what they've gotten. That being said, is that the team that you're most confident in, though, in the Western Conference? Forget value aside, just a team to get through and get to the NBA Finals because it's wide open right now, and you've got teams in this 5-6-7 spot that could actually find their way to the Western Conference Finals just given, you know, the Suns and how they've come on late in the year getting, the, you know, Kevin Durant in there. It's just it's such a weird year in the West. It makes it so much harder to just find somebody that you're confident in given just the fact that you also have matchups that could be really tough in the first round well and you think about the best players in the nba over the last several seasons they're playing and with seeds that are five six seven you know lebron james may be part of the play-in tournament steph curry you know he hasn't been healthy all season long the warriors uh, i believe have the five seed at this point uh you know and i you know picked Golden State to win the championship last year. So it's one of those deals where you've got this incredible talent not fulfilling expectations, and we never see that. At some point, they always rise to the top of the standings, and then they are absolutely dangerous. And that just hasn't happened this year for, for you know, whatever reason. You know, even like the Clippers, who I, you know, cover a great deal. Uh, granted, Paul George isn't on the floor right now, but, you know, Kawhi Leonard is still a fantastic basketball player whose game is better tailored for playoff basketball than it is regular season basketball. And I don't mean just load management in terms of his ability to manufacture his own offense, defend passing lanes. He's better as a playoff basketball player than he is in the regular season. And so I think that's why this Western conference is so tricky. I mean, I really liked Memphis for a long time because the defense was fantastic and they were sort of out muscling guys on the offensive end of the floor in terms of offensive rebounding, scoring a lot per possession. Uh, but, you know, do I trust John Morant in the spot? Yeah, probably not. Uh, and Denver has gotten to the playoffs so many times that at some point they have to break through. At some point, they have to be able to put it all together. So I'm still backing the Nuggets, but I'm not sure I'm as confident as, as I am with that, say, in seasons past coming out of the Western Conference. Ed, got to get at least one football question in. Where do you think Lamar ends up? Oh, boy, that's a great question. I mean, I've got a couple of friends who are just – they are diehard believers that he's going to be in Indianapolis. I don't know if I would go that far. I almost feel like that when you see smoke, it almost goes in the other direction. Uh, at the end of the day, I'm going to stick with the Ravens, you know, even though it has been an absolute soap opera. I mean, look, we've seen Aaron Rodgers have a soap opera with the Packers, you know, the previous offseason, and he's stuck with Green Bay. So who's to say that it can't happen? And just because you ask for a trade doesn't mean that that trade is ultimately going to happen. I mean, we've seen this in pro sports for several years where a player says, hey, I want to trade, and then ultimately it doesn't happen, and then everybody's, you know, living happily ever after. And so I'm going to stick with the Ravens here, but – 
you know, at, at some point, it might be one of those teams that, you know, maybe looking for a, a draftable quarterback in the top five who may go ahead and get him. I've got about a minute here. Uh, Ryan over here has gone from a Packers fan to soon to be Jets fan because Aaron Rodgers Ew. will soon be a Jet, even Getting though it's little, taken on forever. He's a little worried, though. He's asking, Ew. he's just asking to be tortured at this point. I think this Jets team, if anything, with Aaron Rodgers, squeaks into the playoffs. The AFC is so stacked. This guy over here thinks you're going to win like 13 games. And where, where are you on the Jets with Aaron Rodgers? Well, you got to be careful with older quarterbacks because they can just fall off a cliff real, real quickly. And look, Aaron Rodgers is a two-time MVP in the last few years. He's deserving of those honors. But at the same time, it doesn't take much for an older quarterback to completely fall off, and then you don't know what you have after that. It's a risk that the Jets really should make because they're absolutely stacked in multiple positions, and you don't know how long that window is going to be, uh, especially with some of that younger talent. But at the same time, you know, like you said, the Bills are still really good. The Chiefs are the, are the defending champions. And I think even in the AFC East, don't sleep on the Miami Dolphins. That offense has as high a ceiling as any offense, including Aaron Rodgers with the Jets. And so if you're looking for betting value, uh, I would say the Dolphins to win that division probably makes a lot more sense if and when Aaron Rodgers is announced as the Jets' starting quarterback. There you go. Ed Egros, you can hear him weekdays 9 to noon Eastern on BetQL. I'm no longer the new guy on a show. It's now Ed's turn to be the new guy on the show. Congratulations. Good to have you aboard with us. It means you got to buy beer. But yeah, buy drinks. <laughs> I, 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 I was told there would be no hazing. I was told no hazing. <laughs> we won't do it the first time. Next time you're on, we may make it a little bit worse for you. We'll see what happens. See you, buddy. Thanks for coming on. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's... Uh, he had it easy tonight with no trust. That, you know, that is true. That is true. You know, PJ told us to be nice, so we just... We're nice. 